What up, people? This is Donnie O. I figured I'd give you a heads up on some of the commentary that you might hear on this upcoming episode. Some of the commentary will be inappropriate for most people's ears. Will feature non-politically correct content and will pretty much show Donnie Ooh to be a total fool. So I guess you could call this the public service announcement that is much needed. Without further ado, let's get this episode on the road. I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am it. Welcome to the Soldier Door to Donnie Hoop Podcast. Featuring the one I want, Donnie Hoop. Best of what he does. Listen to Joan Risk. Y'all waiting I got it going on. Since I'm up next to flex, you can bet I drop heavy so girls grab your cortex. I catch fits when I blitz around brick, and my lip gets to the point to rip some more fly shit. Red man ready to rock rough rhymes. Renegade rapper, rip when it's rhyme time. Pump push a pin and pencil when I'm pissed. Crack piss through posse, flow some more pro shit. Funky to floor A, fucking freak words for foreplay. Quickly, quiet is kept, never crack. On a Q-tip, I quote, I throw lines like a quarterback. A monster, murder motherfucks like mass and a madman. Who mutilized men when I am M. Bullets grow bad, brother, back to back, I slam. Bread and butter, break beast to bam bam. Jump off the gym before I jack Mike Johnson. I jam like Janet, chew MCs like Swansons. Then a stamp dummy, I'm digging a dungeon. Can you dig it? I dig thee to destroy Dumb dumb, yes, I am what I am when I jam, bro. My afro's in the house, yo, yo, yo. Long as I live large life will be luxury. Ladies and Lamborghinis, lovers like luck to me. Nasty nigga, competition is nuts. From North New Jersey, not hairs like Mike Nunn. Shit, grab the steel when I'm stroking. Smoke with shotguns, but the sign said no smoking. Cool it, kiddo, I control from C to C. Cut like Chucky, plus style is cock D. Superman lover, cool from the new school. Hold your breath while I walk holding my jewels.
What up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie U podcast, featuring the one and only Donnie U. Best of what he does. Yes, I am back and hopefully better than ever with a nice regular edition of the all the sports news that you can use. Well, in this case, I'm giving y'all two topics this week. One in the world of the NFL. Another trade happened during this past week. Lots of transactions here and there, but this one came out of the blue. And that trade I'm talking about is Tyreek Hill, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs, traded to my New York J-E-T-S Jets division rival, the Miami Dolphins, in which my New York J-E-T-S Jets were actually in play. I will talk about that. And I will talk about the breaking news as of the middle of this past week. This past Wednesday, to be exact. In the city of New York. Mayor Eric Adams, or as Smitty from Bergen Beach would say. Mr. Benson Dubois finally either closed the loophole or opened up the exemption lane in which now sports athletes and entertainers that reside in the city of New York, in the state of Brook, I mean, in the state of New York, now don't have to be vaccinated to do their everyday duties. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the 1,500 people that lost their job due to the fact that they did not want to get vaccinated, it was actually breaking news as of this afternoon that the mayor said, uh, well, unfortunately, matter of fact, he didn't even say unfortunately. He said, no, they will not be hired back. And uh, no, they cannot get their job back. And I have very strong views on that particular subject. So I'm going to streamline it and talk about those things this week. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the double dose, the double barrel approach from last week with the NFL free agency frenzy and the Deshaun Watson. Hmm. You know what? Now, since I'm thinking about it, Deshaun Watson this afternoon, which would be Friday, March 25th, 2022, Deshaun Watson had his introductory press conference for the Cleveland Browns, in which he sat there and dodged and or answered questions in a non-unsatisfactory way. Satisfactory, Ray. Yeah. 
just to let y'all know and bring y'all behind the curtain of ooh, as I always do, this actually is going to be a Hennessy Fuel edition of the Salty Dorothy Dummy Ooh podcast. I'm currently midway through my third Hennessy Sour. And those who are probably like, Hennessy Sour? What the fuck? Well, normally I'd be like, yeah, what the fuck myself? I usually like my Hennessy straight, no chaser. Or on the rocks, which is kind of blasphemous, but anyway, that's how I like my shit. But I only like drinking my Hennessy that way when it comes to my Hennessy VSOP, the privilege, or my pure white Hennessy. I personally hate regular Hennessy. I probably got about a gallon of fucking Hennessy in here. And I probably still got that gallon of Hennessy because I just don't usually drink regular Hennessy. I say all that to say this. I felt like getting a little twisted tonight and recording while I was on that twist. But the problem was, I only had regular Hennessy in this house. I mean, I had some pure white, but I'm saving that for a bigger occasion. But anywho, I was like, yeah, damn, the fuck I'm going to do? Ah, I can make a Hennessy sour. I get the buzz, and I don't get the nasty aftertaste, fucking heartburn, straight fire that the regular Hennessy has become over the years. I personally believe the Hennessy privilege is how the Hennessy OG used to taste back in the day. But I digress. So if you see the mood go up and down like a roller coaster around and around, like a merry-go-round, now you understand why that might be the case because got the Henny flowing. Got the Henny flowing in a special, a special concoction that was sent to me that I will keep y'all in suspense on where and who sent me this concoction at the end of this podcast. So, being the fact I already told y'all what topics are going to be, and being the fact that I already kind of dropped the cliffhanger, I guess that means I should get this shit on the road, huh? Without further ado, good night, and goodbye. Bang! You know, I'm going to get this shit out the way right now. I, Donnie, oh, am so effing tired of the disrespect just of GP, just of general principle when it comes to my New York J-E-T-S jet, jet, jets. Like, don't get me wrong. We have been a moribund franchise for the last decade. We have been to the depths of the NFL in the last five years. We endured two years, two years of NFL purgatory with Adam Gase, which in that case was actually worse 
than spending two years in NFL hell. So I understand all that. Understand we got a lot of skeletons in the closet. We have a lot of bad history when it comes to the franchise. Bad, embarrassing moments that's relived in history time and time and time and time again. I'm so tired of all this shit. But what's making me go on this rant, besides the fact that I've been a nice guy way too fucking long. I've been on my Mr. Nice Guy shit. Happy go lucky done. But what really made me decide, you know what, let me go on this rant before I actually get into the news, you know, and recite my trusty ass notes. Was... A promotion, a promo by Adam Shine of CBS uh, Sports Network. In which, you know, the promo, his upcoming show right after the trade of Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. In which the Jets were interested and put a competitive, if not better offer than the Dolphins. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, you know, recap the, the, the blockbuster trade from the Chiefs to the Dolphins and the Jets. LOL. Ha 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 ha. LOL for what? Like, I don't understand what's so funny about a transaction happening in the league and two teams are competing for a said player. And one team, of course, they can't split Tyreek Hill in half. So one team won out. One team was preferred over the other. It's not like we, we put in a joke of an offer. But to get clicks. To get views. You want to lean on the old crutch of all right, let's kick the Jets while they're still down. Never mind about the fact that, so like, like I recapped last week, the Jets have made some very, very solid, bordering or impressive moves in the offseason so far, free agency. We shored up the offensive line. We got some help in the secondary. We got some help for Zach Wilson and the... And the which go and and with two tight ends, Conklin and Zuma. So what the fuck? Like really, what the fuck? I don't understand what what's where, where's the humor in that. But but yeah, fuck you, Adam Shine. Yeah, I said it. I'm probably in underground somewhere near you when you're in the city. Ha. Anyway. To the topic at hand. The trade of Tyreek Hill. The cheetah. Cheetah, cheetah, woman beater. Allegedly. You know what? That wasn't fair. I, shit, I'm too far into this segment to go back, but 
that was my bitterness. That was my, <laughs> like I said, that wasn't fair. So I retract, I retract that statement. If it ever is held up in the court of law. Anyway, yeah. So on to my notes. <laughs> the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins for five draft picks. Five. This is what ultimately got the deal done. And then later on, hopefully if I don't forget, I would tell y'all what the Jets offered. In this year's draft alone, the Chiefs were received a first-round draft pick, a second-round draft pick, and a fourth-round draft pick. But that's not all. Uh-uh-uh. Next year, the Chiefs will receive a fourth-round draft pick and a sixth-round draft pick. Not only did they give the Chiefs all this, they signed Tyreek Hill to now currently... The largest sum of a contract for a right receiver in NFL history. The new contract is as follows. Four years for $120 million. $72 million guaranteed. He is the highest paid right receiver in the league. Bringing home 30 million per year. The Jets were involved, but ultimately Hill went to Miami. Now this is where I'm going to take a pause for a minute. That's a very key ingredient in the whole transaction. Tyreek Hill is from Florida. I don't know if he's from Miami specifically, but I know he's from Florida. He already has a championship. He already has a chip. They won two years ago. Yeah, was it two years ago? Three years ago. At this point. Yeah, two years ago. Anyway. He already has a championship. Now he's got paid. And he's close to home. Or he's going back home. So, I can understand from his point of view. Plus, in his mind, being the fact that all the just slander in the media, in the country, in the world today... He's like, you know, I'm not going to New York. It's cold. I've been cold with Kansas City. Eh, you know, the Miami should have made the playoffs last year. They just got a better team. They won 10 games last year. Just won four. I understand that. Even though he said some slick shit at his fucking introductory press conference. When they asked him, well, you know, it was between the... What you, uh, you know, uh, did you ever think about going to the Jets? Eh, man, I ain't think about going to no Jets. Nah, man, I wanted to go to Miami. Miami was always, always number one. Always number one way I wanted to go. Hmm. It's all right. It is okay. It's okay. Felt a little salt. Felt a little, felt a little shade there. Like, Jets? The fuck? Going to the Jets? What I look like? I'm a Super Bowl champion. I believe the Jets, according to whatever scale that they use when calculating uh, trade value and, and, and draft pick value, 
even though the Jets did not offer a number one pick, the amount of picks that they did offer outweighed the value of Miami. I could see the mindset of Joe Douglas thinking like, well, you know, we're starting to plug all these holes. If we get if we get one game breaker on offense, that can help Zach Wilson immensely. Similar to how uh, Stephon Diggs helped Josh Allen take that next step and that next step and that next step. Josh Allen's pre-Stephon Diggs, whole different player. Whole different player. So I I understood, but it didn't happen. So now we're going to use our draft capital in a very deep draft uh, when it it comes to the wide receiver position. And we're going to divert all our resources to making sure that Zach Wilson got all the horses available to him to let us know if whether or not he's really that dude. Straight like that. No ifs, ands, or buts. Woo! Cooking with fish grease. <laughs> Next. Can't say I blame the Jets if Hill didn't want to come. Also, I wonder what's happening in KC. The honey badger, Tyron Matthew, put out a cryptic, a cryptic tweet about eagles running wild. Eagles. Now, I, I know that should sound like eagles. Eagles. Eagles running wild. Maybe he was alluding to Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. You wonder... Tyreek Hill willingly left. Yeah, I know he wanted the money, but he willingly left. Like, well, you know, I could have tried to work something out over here, but nah, fuck that. Tyron Matthew is willingly not trying to go back. Defensive players, especially quote-unquote defensive leaders, always seem to have a bird's eye view of if there's any dissension in the ranks in the offense. Think about it like this. In the AFC Championship game, they had total control over that game. But they always allowed Cincinnati to hang around. Largely because Patrick Mahomes started playing hero ball and trying to be the 2022 version of Fran Tarkenton and run around the fucking field and get sacked or throw interceptions. Costly interceptions. Remember that interception in the overtime? No reason to go that far. Tried to get it all in one chunk. And that was that whole second half. The defense trying to hold time, 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 time again. And then... When they finally ultimately break, guess what? Yeah, Kansas City's defense has always been trash. But how trash are you if you keep on holding holding the opponent time and time and time and time and time again? Eventually, you're going to break. Eventually, you're going to fold. Hmm. 
Is Mahomes being disliked? The juju move makes sense now. That was insurance. Knowing that eh, these negotiations with Tyreek Hill ain't going too great. You know, maybe Juju, you want to come through? Yo, his brother liked the TikTok too. Juju's like, all right. He high-stepped his ass over there. But now it makes sense. Like, we're like, oh, darn. They, they really stocking up. No, it wasn't stocking up. That was like, all right, potential replacement. You know who else just signed over there? Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Um, Valdez Scanlon, wide receiver from Green Bay. He left Green Bay. Now he's in Kansas City. Wonder, wonder what's going on in Green Bay. Hmm. It's, it's, it's funny how, how many people you can't retain when your quarterback decides to wait until the last minute to cash in for 50 million a year. Hmm. Anyway, back to my notes. The offense is going to look starkly different, but is it? They still got Pringles. They still got uh, uh, McCole Hardman. You still got uh, Gore in the, in the backfield. You still got uh, Edwards Halal or Halal Edwards or however the fuck you want to pronounce his name. Still got Kelsey. But think about it this way. The second half of the season when they got in that role, I mean, got in that role, half, half of it was because of inferior opponents. But also the other half was they streamlined their def- I mean their offense to more ball control, shorter passes, depending on the run, or at least using the run to set up the pass. So I don't know how starkly different it's going to be. It's going to be starkly different from the vintage prime Kansas City offense. Going flashing back to that Monday night game against the Rams, where it was a fifty. Oh wait, the, the games, uh, the score was in the fifties, right? Damn, their sixties. It's just the bottom line. All of this, I personally believe the Jets did everything that they felt that they needed to do. They went above and beyond. Now, I'm not saying give give this dude an outrageous contract like four years, 150 mil. Maybe he said, yeah, that's what it's going to take. And if, if that was the case, Joe Douglas did the right thing. Because we're not one piece away. He would be a great piece to help us continue to grow, maybe grow more at a rapid pace, at a more rapid pace. But he's not that one piece to... Take it to the promised land. He's not. We're not. We're not there yet. So if the price outweighs the, you know, the reward, it was like, all right, fine, fuck it. Are you doing business with you? But I know one thing. Just for that little slick ass comment, every time we come across the, against the middle against us twice a year, they better knock his fucking block off, rock his fucking snap box. What that motherfucker, yo, Bounty Gate in New York, fuck it. Just saying. Same thing, listen, talking too fucking much. But yeah, stop, say all that to say this. Yo, keep the Jets out your motherfucking mouth.
Word. This past Wednesday, New York City lifted the vax mandate for athletes and entertainers in time, coincidentally, for the NBA playoffs, but most importantly, for opening day of Major League Baseball. Hmm. I'm going to tie this together with sports because ultimately, the topic at hand is Kyrie Irving now, after the whole year, the back and forth, oh, he can't play no games. Then, oh, yeah, he's only going to play rural games. Then, oh, now they're going to, are they going to lift it up? Because now he can actually sit behind the bench, but he can't actually be on the court. Oh, that whole back and forth shit is over. Because now he can just play the rest of the regular season and the playoffs unless they end up in Toronto. So, that's ultimately what I'm going to be talking about. But, to start off this topic, the underlying current, and actually the predominant, the predominant story should be, and is starting to be, the fact that they added or they lifted the mandate for athletes and entertainers a little over a month ago, 1,500 city workers were let go because they were not vaccinated by the deadline to be vaccinated. Now, I almost feel like I'm being a fucking tape recorder, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but this is coming from someone who is vaccinated. This is coming from someone that is eventually, sooner than later, probably much sooner than later, going to get the M1, the, the booster. I even gonna lie and say, yo, I was all up in arms when the people got let go. Yeah, I mean, of course I was like, damn, I don't want nobody ever to lose their job, lose their livelihood, especially nowadays. It's hard to get a fucking job now. It's hard to fucking move. Gas is damn near six dollars a gallon. Pack of chicken wings, six wings are like fifteen dollars. Like what the fuck? So I'm not trying to minimize that. You know, but at the time, it was like, all right, well, either you are or you aren't. And if you're going to stand on your principle, then it is what it is. Because it was throughout. It was equal. It was fair. It was no exemptions. Nothing. There wasn't, there wasn't great exemptions for shit. Yo, I can't piss on Monday. Nope. Yo, I can't. Nope. 
So when you lifted to ma- lifted the mandate and actually said today, yo, well, entertainers and athletes, you know, we got to be on a level playing field. We got to get this bread. I don't even res- I even respect him for even saying that. Being upfront with that. Like, yo, at the end of the day, yo, this the city needs some bread. So I'm gonna do what I gotta do the quickest way to get some bread. Those fifteen hundred was was actually costing the city money. These motherfuckers are actually gonna make the city money. Said that on so many words. Respect them for at least saying it. Don't respect the action. It's just funny. And I even said this during the very beginning of the pandemic, when, especially in New York, but also countrywide, remember, the Super Bowl last year, they said, I think, the majority of the crowd, of the audience, were essential workers. Remember that word? Remember that term? Essential workers i.e. expendable workers. All the motherfuckers that couldn't afford to stay home and or their job just wasn't work. You know, it didn't work for you to have to stay home. Like, you can't stay home and be a cashier. You can't stay home and drive the bus at the same time. So, you know, every, especially in a city, every Every day at seven o'clock, there was a, a standing ovation. People were coming out their window. People honking their horns. <laughs> For the medical workers, sanitation, city workers, transit, all type of shit. 22 months later, the fuck? Think anything really happened? Government got all these fucking these, these these stimulus packages. If you're in one of these fucking professions that I just wrote, you know, roll call, guess what? You make too much for any type of assistance. But yet, with the rate of inflation, you can't fucking afford shit. And on top of it, yeah, we're gonna lift this fucking band-aid for for motherfuckers that already make like 10, 20 million dollars a year. Meanwhile, now you got to try to scramble to, to, to try to figure out how the fuck you going to pay your rent next month. Do you think it's fair? Do you think it's fair? Supposedly, he's like, yeah. Um, when, the, when the question got asked, um, well, you know, what about lawsuits, potential lawsuits? Well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have lifted the mandate unless we, I thought we was in the clear. So, yeah, I don't think that shit going to fly. Hmm. I swear. Because I don't see the, I don't see the rationale behind none of this shit. I mean, I do. I already said it. He said it. About the money. But... Now, to transition over to actual basketball, remember, and I know I'm, I'm just start. I'm going to start some shit right now. 
I'm actually not going to go against my word, back on my word, but I'm going to start some shit right now. Remember the voice of the voiceless, Kyrie Irving? Remember, he said, I'm not saying I'm anti-vax. I didn't say nothing about, I don't want to, I'm, I'm against the shot. I'm against the shot for certain reasons. I'm, I'm researching, trying to get a more natural view. I understand about the vaccination. But the whole reason, the initial reason was, I don't feel like I'm taking a stand because I can. I'm taking a stand for those who feel that their rights are being infringed upon, that their rights are being pushed to the side saying, well, in order to continue making a living, you got to put this shit in your arm. Remember? Well, that's why he wasn't playing. That's why he, well, that's why he didn't do it. So if that's the case, you still should just stay home. Because those motherfuckers ain't getting your job back. I know that's unfair. That's unfair to, to ask of him. Granted, like I said, I told y'all going to start some shit. Going to stir some shit up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Fucking red velvet. <laughs> stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Hmm. <laughs> But yeah, now with all of this in the rear view, are the Nets definitely a title contender? Think about it. They went to Memphis the other night. Went to Memphis, meaning it was a it, it was a away game that, that they had Kyrie and KD, and they coughed up a lead in the fourth quarter and ultimately got spanked by Memphis by. More than double digits. Well, yeah, double digits. More than 10. I remember I was at my shoe jar and I checked the box score. And I saw going into the fourth quarter, both Kyrie and KD, they were doing their thing. They they both had over 30. Then I looked at the field goals. I'm like, okay. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of back in the OKC days. Where KD and, and and Russ would go off. I remember one game, I think both of them hit 40, dropped 40. And both of them shot like 25 shots. Matter of fact, no, I'm lying. Russ shot like 35 times for his 40. <laughs> and KD dro- shot like 15 times for his 40. <laughs> I know that was some bullshit, but it, it was what it was. But I say all that to say they were playing too much, too much, two man ball or both. All right, this your turn, this my turn, this your turn, this my turn. Ja was even playing, but I say all that to say nothing because Memphis is eighteen and two without Ja ass on the fucking court. Memphis, Memphis might fuck around and come out the West. That is my way too early prediction. Shit, tell you the truth. Shit. I smell a fucking second, third annual Donnie's half-ass NFL playoff preview coming up. But that's after WrestleMania. You know, another question that popped up was, did 
Mayor Adams know all along that this was going to happen? A couple weeks ago, Stephen A. said he heard that, yeah, the Nets are very confident that Kyrie will be reinstated by the beginning of the playoffs. And you know, like I know, people of a certain stature, they have access to certain information. You mean to tell me y'all think that Stephen A. didn't have a inside ear, you know, being the brother that he is? You don't think Stephen A. knew what the fuck was going to go on? I know what accelerated the problem. Excel well, accelerated the decision. The fact that they realized that the New York Mets and Yankees, due to Mayor de Blasio's extradition on his way out the door, were going to be affected. Even though they play outside. Now, I need to take a pause and go back and recognize my mistake. Recognized by Smitty from the group home in Bergen Beach. My mother effing brother. He brought up, yo, Donnie, you said uh, it might have been something going on because the Jets and Giants didn't have to abide by the mandate, so while they was picking and choosing, but yeah, even though the New York it's New York Jets, New York Giants, they play in Jersey. And when I heard it back, I was like, "Ooh, you know what, my man, my ace." Like, damn, I got me sound like a damn fool. I'm gonna be a New York Jets 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 Jet fan and not remember that they don't play. There was supposed to be a football field over where Hudson Yards is now, right, right now. It was going to be named Frustration Field. Yeah, little known fact. Yeah, this is when Woody Johnson first took over. He was really trying to push to get that get that area. But I digress. But yeah, I don't know what swayed them, but what swayed them was Major League Baseball. Not so much the Mets, even though it came out that the that the Mets owner Steve Cohen donated a million and a half to a political action committee for the election of Mayor Eric Adams. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, y'all, y'all think Donnie just be on some bullshit and just be talking out his ass? Donnie actually does homework, and that was even in my trusty ass notes. So it's the top of my head because Donnie's that dude. Donnie's on some bullshit. Anyway, and do you not really believe that the Yankees, Mister? Randy Levine, Mr. Hal Stanburner, didn't go to the back channels and let it be known like, yo, 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 E, 
I, I gotta I gotta let y'all know how things actually run in this city. Yeah. Me and us and de Blasio had a unspoken understanding. Even though he was a blasted Red Sox fan. You say you like the Yankees, right? Or you like the Mets, don't matter. Do what's right. Trust me. Do what's right. Shortly after that meeting, you know, the meeting that I just made up in my head, the vaccine mandate was lifted. It's, 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 <laughs> it's very, it's very funny how a lot of people are jumping for joy. Yeah, Kyrie did it. No, Kyrie didn't do shit to overturn this. Kevin Durant actually had to issue an apology for pressing the man like, yo, yo, Adam, yo, what's good? Yo, you do, do, do what you got to do. Don't, don't what the fuck you talking about. Like, come on. Come on, man. He had to walk that shit back. The two different fan bases of the two different sports. I'm quite sure. Tell the true tale on why this vaccine mandate was lifted at this current time. It just happens to benefit the gentrification nets. It has nothing to actually do with anything the gentrification nets did. Hot times, some in the city. <laughs> well, people. That brings us to the end of another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Wu podcast. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of y'all for making me and this here podcast the one y'all chose to listen to. Man, I was thinking, 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 thinking about how I was going to try to Record or just say drop the episodes with the lead up to next weekend's, or I guess in the case of when this drops, this upcoming weekend's WrestleMania, WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday. I think, like I said last episode, if I'm not mistaken, I was going to probably drop a day earlier, i.e., Friday night. Hopefully, eh, around midnight. So, SmackDown to be in the books. Probably get some news about whatever happenings happen at the Hall of Fame. And I could drop my little preview right then and there. But if you put the notification button on, if I decide to drop early, then you'll be the first ones to hear it. But that's what's on deck next week. Not going to be no type of sports talk unless some outrageous blockbuster signing trade happens, which at the rate that it's going just might happen. But next weekend, next episode is going to be my WrestleMania preview. Hopefully, if I can pin him down, 
before he leaves, featuring the one and only, my son, Chef Mix. Yeah, I got something going on this weekend, and I will be privy, I will be able to uh, discuss it on my next episode. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to this opportunity. Uh, I'm, like I've said before, as outgoing as I may sound and seem, I'm very introverted and I'm very closed in. And I really, uh, it's hard for me to spread my wings and actually socialize, so to speak. If you're not in my like in a circle, but I'm, 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 it's growth, growth, you know? So, uh, yeah. So without all, with all that being said, cause I'm probably divulging way too much of info about what's coming up and you know, my emotional well-being. Hang on the plugs. Easy tree dot me slash rudder Donnie. Ooh. Yeah. EasyTree.me slash Word of Donnie Ooh for everything Donnie Ooh. This podcast you're listening to, hearing, listening to, same shit can be reached at EasyTree.me slash Word of Donnie Ooh. Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh merch can be bought at. Yeah, really, can be bought at. Like, you know, press. The link that says easytree.me slash Rudder Donnie Ooh. Then you press the button that says Donnie Ooh Merch, Donnie Ooh Store. And, you know, you browse and hopefully you'll find something that you might like. And if you do find something you might like, you might actually purchase it. I'm not asking. I'm not even trying to convince you. I'm just saying that option is easytree.me slash Rudder Donnie Ooh. And lastly, if you want to hear some Donnie Ooh music, that could be heard at easytree.me slash Rudder Donnie Ooh. The Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast can be heard on multiple streaming platforms wherever podcasting is available. Apple Podcasts. Anchor.fm, Spotify, amongst others. Whatever platform you decide to listen to me on, press that subscribe button, press that notification button, press that like button, and please rate, leave a comment, fair or foul. I'd love to hear from y'all on whatever platform you decide to listen to me on. And lastly, if you take my RSS feed and insert it in your podcasting apparatus that you have on your little smarty phone, guess what I happened? Guess what I happened? Yeah, that's the end of my drink. But guess what I happened? That's right. Donnie Ooze Black Ass will pop up on said feed. I think those are the plugs for me. Are they? Yeah, I think I'm finished with the plugs for me. So now, the plugs for others. 
Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast. Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast live every Thursday night around 8.30 or so. Live on YouTube every Thursday night. Check out the homies. Cal, Math, Drip, Fam. Check them out. Check out this latest episode where they celebrate Fam Vember. Happy birthday, Fam. Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast. Check out them next week. Dropping on Wednesday, not Thursday, due to the fact that they are en route to Dallas, Texas, to witness WrestleMania in person. Salute to y'all. Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast. Like and subscribe. Once again, like and subscribe. Once again, like and subscribe. Check out my dude, the Mojo King. In his Hidden Gems Golf. Hidden Gems Golf, where he unearths all of the gems in the world of fantasy golf. Check out my dude right now. For the last two weeks, he's been going insane. Dropping two episodes a week to keep up with the tournaments that are dropping Every fucking week. I don't even know why they're dropping like twice a week. Or two episodes. I mean, not two episodes. Two tournaments a week. Like two major tournaments. But you know what happens when I don't understand? I listen even intently. I listen even more intently to figure out, yo, what's going on? Because I trust that the Mojo King will not steer me wrong. He won't steer you wrong either. And you might actually get some coin. Check out Hidden... Gems Golf, hosted by the Mojo King. And even though he's double dipping every two weeks, or every week he's double dipping, he double dips with two podcasts. His second podcast. Hip Hop Hidden Gems. That's right, Hip Hop Hidden Gems. Where the Mojo King and his partner, Willie Freeman, unearth all the hidden gems. In the history of hip-hop. Check out the 19 Media Group page on YouTube. Where the Mojo King and Willie Freeman discuss on episode 2. A snippet. Whether or not the sophomore jinx is really real. Hmm. Is it really real? I don't know. But you know how I find out? By checking out Hip Hop Hidden Gems. That's right, Hip Hop Hidden Gems in Hidden Gems Golf are both part of the 19 Media Group. Check out my boys, Winchester McDowell, Gimmick Infringement. Check them out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Winchester and McDowell. Go over the past week's happenings in the world of professional wrestling. WWE. AEW. New Japan. Impact. Amongst others. Sometimes they even get into GCW. But besides the wrestling, they actually have a couple other segments that I'm quite sure will be one of your favorites as such as it is mine. One of the segments in particular is... Hot Take Ty, where Tyler McDowell 
gives his hot take of the week on various subjects, sometimes pertaining wrestling, sometimes not. But one thing that's consistent, the take is always hot. Ha <laughs> ha! I love how that shit fucking rhyme. Yeah, I'm on my shit right now. Check out Winchester and McDowell. This week in particular, where they have their own WrestleMania preview. They have some surprises up their sleeve. And I really, really suggest that y'all check them out this week. Especially on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Because you'll be glad you did. And that's all the fuck I'm going to say. But check out Gimmick Infringement. Like and subscribe. But guess what else? They're also a part of the... 19 Media Group. Remember at the very beginning of this podcast, you know, the intro. When I left it off with a cliffhanger. And I was going to divulge what was containing, well, what was holding my Hennessy Sour, you know, the third one that I was on back then. So imagine how many I've actually had during the recording of this podcast. But I digress. Remember when I said I was going to let y'all know at the very, very end? Well, we're at the very, very end. And I'm also in the middle of the plugs. And y'all know usually what goes right after Gimmick infringement and where I end off these plugs. And if y'all don't know, I'm going to remind y'all right now. Body more bottles. That's right. Body more bottles. Shit. If if I didn't have a fucking gallon gallon of Hennessy, I could say I bodied my bottle. But I didn't because if I did, I'd be bodied myself. But regardless, body more bottles on YouTube. Like and subscribe. When I say... To do body more bottles is a wine connoisseur, a beer, a beer, a beer technician. On his latest episode, which happened to go live, he had a versus between a key lime pie IPA and a key lime pie sour ale. He said the key lime pie IPA sound tasted like somebody just dropped some lime juice in that shit. And it was alright, but it wasn't what he was expecting. But the key lime sour ale, which probably would be my favorite because I love sour tasting things. He said out of the two, that would have been the winner of the verses. But if you don't believe me and you want to hear from the man himself, Check out Body More Bottles on YouTube. Like and subscribe. On a personal note, he's helping me pick out some black-owned wines that um, I could surprise my sponsor of this program, the Lewis Snapback Box, only available in my apartment, more specifically in my bed. Try to you know, surprise her with some uh, wines that she might like because she uh, likes to taste wines. And I'm not a wine drinker. And as you can tell, I'm a Hennessy drinker. But this plug is not about me, but this plug is about the fact that the dude knows what he's talking about and he's a stand-up brother nevertheless. 
I shouldn't say nevertheless, but y'all know what I mean. It's the Henny talking. Check out Body More Bottles on YouTube, like, and subscribe. But last but not least, right now in my hand, unfortunately empty, but right now in my hand is a special edition, a combo edition of a Body More Bottle cup of WrestleMania edition with the Lone Star State, the Lone Star in the middle, blue and white, and Sponsored by the Black Wrestling Podcast. Now, you can't tell me shit. The motherfucking Body More Bottle BRP Cup. And there's some Body More Bottles engraved rock glasses on the way. And some rock coasters. Man, Body More Bottles is doing the damn thing. Salute, my brother. And those are the motherfucking plugs. The fluck. Well, with all that being said and done, with my special super duper plugging segment, pause, pause, I guess it would be time to bid y'all adieu. Until next week. Goodbye. Bye.
You know, I guess you could call this like, what, the postscript? You know, the after party, the after show? Because I just realized I finished recording, you know, put a little bow tie on the episode, and I feel like talking some more. And I probably shouldn't be talking while the red light is flashing, but fuck it. Why not? I got some shit to get off my chest. You know? I mean, I've been feeling like the fucking tribal chief. You know, the head at the table. The head, ooh, the head of the table getting head at the table. Ha <laughs> ha! You know, it's just, I, I, I feel like, I feel so alive. You know, I feel hype, wait, wait, ready for the upcoming week. You know, we got, we got WrestleMania season. We got, we got bigger and better things uh, in store for yours truly. You know, uh, I might have been come, I might be coming out of retirement. You know, with the spitting. You know, I got some, I got some connections, maybe possibly. You know, I got some uh, collabs coming up. Oh, you know, I, I just, I, I felt like I need to share, the, share with the world, share with the masses, but uh. You know, it was, I just felt like it didn't really fit into the meat of the episode. So I figured I'd just start talking about this shit right now. You know, I almost feel like Blur. You know, anybody remember the 80s uh, Transformer movies? You know, you had to, you had to do, I think he was, I think it was an Autobot that he was talking real fast. And uh, a lot of people didn't really understand what he was talking about, but only one person knew what he was talking about. And I think it was actually the dude that used to be driving around with Bumblebee, but Bumblebee got hurt or something, or Bumblebee died or some shit like that. So he started fucking around with Blur, and Blur was like, duh, 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 duh. yeah, that, that's what I feel like right now. I just feel like I got this burst of energy, even though I should just be eating and getting myself and winding myself down to sleep and get myself ready for my big day. But, you know, I just don't know how I'm going to do this. So, you know, so um, anyway, um, I guess uh, thanks for indulging me. And uh, it's kind of too late to uh, pour me another drink, you know, so. So I guess once the drink is over, which currently it is, because I'm quite sure you heard the part of the straw. So I guess this really does mean it's over. It's done. See you later. Adios.